long you're off the show. That <laughs> 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 nah, I guess we'll just start. Hey, oh, shit. No, I just finished my drink and I have to go get another one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew it. Okay, Kellen, you go you go get a drink. <laughs> but, but me and Dustin are starting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did he already get up? <laughs> he didn't wait for me. I guess he's gone. <laughs> Well, hi, Dustin. How are you? Hey, Hooper. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> and Kellen, how are you? <laughs> Kellen's just... <laughs> Kellen's what? In, <laughs> we, start, we started. <laughs> oh, shit. <I> <laughs> it's, it's cool, Kellen. It's all good, baby. Mm, it's all hours. good. What? After hours? Oh, I thought you were saying it's all good that I can swear. Oh, I thought you said mm, cab drivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Sitting all day. Stop. Getting that, getting that stank, getting, stanky. Getting that swamp ass, that soupy pants. <laughs> anyway. Did, did uh speaking of the, the whole mixed minus problems, did did Kel and I assume Dustin, what's the name of that band that I loved from that the last time we talked? Oh, um, <laughs> What's that thing I love so uh, much that uh, I forgot the name of? Ninja Sex Party. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know that, Kellen? I mean, you must know that. I've heard of them. I don't. I couldn't tell you a song. Off the top oh, of my head. see, this is when the mix minus would be great because then we could listen to the song again. There's an awesome song that Dustin introduced me to, and it's called "Danny, Don't You Know?" Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, Finn Wolfhard is in the uh, in the music video. Just another yeah. music video that he's a part of. But like, it's actually like a legitimately uplifting song because it starts with like this weird kind of ballad and it crescendos to like, Danny, don't you know that you are cool as fuck on the inside? And it's just a- I'm going to put it on right now. Do it's it. Real low in the background. <laughs> wait, I, you know, wait, well, share it. I'll never forget. Anyway, it was oh, a- sh- It was a cool- What's wrong? Did you spill- Nothing. Calm? I just keep forgetting that my audio is- uh, Is it looped? And, and I'm- I got it. We're good. Okay. Are there you all right? Go. Yes. All right. Well, you sound weird now. What happened? Oh, really? No, you're good. I, I don't know. I don't f- forget it. We're all overthinking this. We're all hyper vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I sound weird? Wait a second. I, I oh know. God. So basic. God, you're like eating the mic. Kellen, no, I just turned off the knob on the mixer. If you want, to, if you want to sound creepy, you just add some bass and talk lower, and then all of a sudden, you're way too close for comfort. This guy's wearing way too much eyeliner. <laughs> all right, we can get this going. I can okay. watch this later. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's it's Monday night. This is, uh, I guess, it's rare for the latter day um, Hooper cast. For us to be meeting uh, so early in the week, but um, we actually have something new to talk. All three of us have seen the same new thing, and um, Monday just worked. So here we are on yeah. a Monday. Uh, so the reason we are all gathered here today for uh, anybody who I don't know why, for, whatever. So the three of us of all of all of all of our friends. Uh, I don't think John watched Breaking Bad at all, did he? No, I don't think so. No, so it's really just us, right? Yeah. Um, and I, 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 since we're not talking about the show, I don't want to go through our whole history of the show. But like, I, I believe was the oldest fan of the show you, Dustin, or yeah, was it Kellen? 
Because it wasn't no, me. It was definitely Dustin. Okay. Yeah, it was it was me. Just randomly one day I was sick and I was stuck in bed and I was like, I'm going to watch this show. And I had not heard anybody <laughs> talk about it. I had not heard anything about it, but I heard I read like the log line. Mm-hmm. Right. Chemistry teacher with cancer decides to make meth. And I was like, OK, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and like and so I watched the first episode and I was like, OK, I'm on board. I like that. And yeah. so I watched the next one and then the, I watched the third one. And, I, and by the end of the third one, I was like. All right, I'm going to go buy these Blu-rays now. Thank you very much. And so I went and bought – actually, I bought the DVDs, mm. and um, I have since upgraded. But I bought the DVDs, and this, <laughs> this was like pre-Netflix. It was not on Netflix at this time. Mm. And um, Yeah, what year was so, this? Oh, shoot. This was like right after we graduated, I think, from, from SCAD. So – 2011. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'll add to this a minute, but you're right. It, it would have been – yeah. Yeah, it was it was back then, and and um, so I think probably I just didn't shut up about it, and then finally I wore <laughs> you guys down, and you watched it. Somebody, yeah, Callum, what Do about you? Want to know? Was it you? Oh, it was a combo of Dustin and then some coworkers. Um, I think the fourth season was starting up, or third, or something like that, and I mm. I jumped on board. But I'll give De- uh, Dustin props for it. But what I was going to say is, I bet you I know what really hooked Dustin to the first episode. Was that? It was probably when he told told Bogdan to suck these nuts. <laughs> I just loved Bogdan's eyebrows. <laughs> oh yeah, Bogdan's eyebrows has a whole Wikipedia entry. I swear. <laughs> or Wouldn't surprise me. I thought maybe it was like Bog- a subreddit or something. Like Bogdan's. They definitely have their own zip code. <laughs> Wally nets. Walt Wally nets. I don't know. We yeah. um. <clears throat> I started watching it, and I I was living at my brother's house, so that would have been anywhere from July. 2011 to November 2012. So some, and I'm, I feel like this was early on, like that's like the fall of 2011. So Dustin, it, it, it had, I think it was uh, debuted in the fall on Netflix because I had just gotten a subscription because mm. um, I had the run of the place at the time. My brother was living in Houston, but he bought his house. So I, I was the sole occupant of this house and I lived there rent free for six months. So I yeah. was like, all right, I got Cooking a lot. meth. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I had um I I had a um I just bought like a this my TV was brand new and I had all this time because um because Tara was in school and and you know, I was working all my jobs, but I had these weird off hours. So I was like, all right, I got all this time, I'm getting Netflix and then I think I don't know if I was just I don't know if I was asking you in in one of the iterations of us calling each other. Um, like every week we were, t- we were talking about what we were watching. And then you had said, you know, you really should check out breaking bad. And I think all I'd known about it at the, t- at the time was seeing some ads for it. Um, and all I'd seen one like wordless, um, uh, promo for, it, and it was just Walt throwing the matches into the pool or, mm. and, and lighting the money on fire on the grill. And I was like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, but I was, for, I was so, I was intrigued. Um, so when you said, yeah, that show is actually really good. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and, yep. uh, yeah. And so, and, and it, had, it had just got on Netflix. And I think at the time you had said you'd been watching it for a while and now it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that, that tracks. I re- so season four aired, yeah. um, starting July of 2011. And I, so I, I remember watching, I know for a fact, I watched the finale of season four live. I think I watched several leading up to it live. Um, so, so I, I guess I caught up at some point in the middle of season four I and then started I did, watching so. it live. Yeah. I, 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 oh, I, we had okay. cable at the time. So I DVR'd it for the rest of those. Yeah. The back yeah, eight. I, 
Yeah, I remember now. It was season five when I jumped in. Um, mm. And then I actually just recalled that uh, Brendan and Phil, of all people, uh, watched it. Mm. Yeah, Brendan Bre- was the one Brendan telling me to watch Phil it. Brendan and Phil feel like they could be characters on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Replace Bill Burr and, uh, and Huel, <laughs> Huel with uh, – with the two of Bridget them, and there you go. That, that works. Yo, yo, guy, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense to nobody right now. Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, and f- fuel, fuel, f- fuel. I'm just trying oh, to turn Phil oh. into. Thank you. Well, close, close. Yeah. Fuel. Thank you for laughing at my joke. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> uh. Well. So anyway, we we watched the show, and you know, I. Uh, the, you know, the, the finale was in 2013, I, th- I believe. Um, and, uh, and hey, I can't. are you okay? <laughs> I can't shut up. I have to kick him out. I thought Kellen was getting robbed. <laughs> I thought he just died. Oh, just, I'm sorry. My cat was just screaming at me from behind and I was like, I know that's getting picked up on Mike. I couldn't hear, I couldn't <laughs> right. hear a thing. All right. Sorry. All right. Slate. Here you go. You can start again. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, I love how old school Kellen is. He still does the slate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we when the when the show ended, I at least for me, it was like, oh, it's the greatest show I've ever seen. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I still hold the show in very high regard. Um, you know, but um, at some point, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was in the midst of like people talking about community wanting to get a movie or. Um, <clears throat> Arrested Development, getting more of the show um, produced, you know, whether it was by a movie or the Netflix series, but there was, it was just in the air that like, that, that shows needed more stuff. And mm-hmm. among the conversation early, and it, I don't know if it was a serious part of it, but at some point, you know, the idea arrived to me that, or, you know, the, the, the premise, the idea arrived that, um, that somebody at least was talking about wanting to do this for breaking bad. I remember thinking, I'm, I don't want this. I'm not, I'm opposed to it. I love the ending of the show. I thought it was perfect and I don't want anyone to touch it. And I felt that as recently as last week, um, up to, you know, way past when they said we are making one. And even after hearing everyone who was going to be involved, like Aaron Paul is back and Vince Gilligan, um, you know, after all of that, I was still like, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want this. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I was going to check it out anyway, because we have Netflix and, um, and I'm just morbidly curious and I knew that one of us would watch it and I want, I didn't want, (laughs) I wanted to be able to contribute to the conversation. And I think it was Dustin, you, we, we spoke like on Thursday or something and you had said, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually do want to see this now. Like you had turned a corner from being really cautious about it to deciding that that you wanted to see more of the story. Yeah, I was I was definitely cautious. Um, the way I always describe it is like they they rolled the dice and they came up a winner, and then they and then they did it again with Better Call Saul, and it's like yeah, but can you roll it a third time and still right. win, or or will you know statistics prove you to lose this third time, right? Like like will can you possibly do it three times in a row? And, and so I just kind of held on to the fact that I I just didn't think that they could, it it just wasn't going to work no matter how hard they tried. And it, and it was unnecessary. Um, you know, I'm with you, Hooper, the, the show ended perfectly. Um, 
I like I've never heard one person. I've heard a few people say like, I don't know, Walt may be alive at the end of it. And I'm like, guys, no. But yeah. I've heard a few people, like, but I've never heard anybody say I didn't like it. Right. The, the finale is generally well regarded. Um, and yeah. so I, anyone who didn't like the, like the, nobody who made it through the show gave it a bad review. It was always people falling yes. off, you know, somewhere in the middle. Sure. Um, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so I was just kind of cautious. I, I thought it couldn't be done. And so, um, including my of, wife who fell off the show after, um, after Walt lets Jane, um, die, die. Yeah. And yeah. we're watching the handmaid's tale the other day. And Elizabeth Moss does basically the same thing to somebody. And I was like, mm. Oh, okay. All right. Yep, okay. I guess we're done with that. Cool. Just, <laughs> you know, just, I'm just going to let you, I'm just pointing out that I'm continuing to watch this show. Right. Anyways. That is like a, is a dread marathon. And I, yeah, don't think a lot, I don't think some people have it in them. No, yeah. no. no I, wrote that, I wrote that line so close. Well, especially true. in a time when TV wasn't doing that as much. Like there, the, yeah. there, the, there were not that many highs on Breaking Bad that lasted very long. Um, mm-hmm. even the Sopranos, I feel like had like some, some upper episodes oh, and, you, and you like clung for dear life to any levity that the show brought yeah, to it. Yeah. Like when you, when something slightly funny happened, you were like, that's hilarious. <laughs> right. Cause yeah. everything else is so terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, this totally. is going to go wrong or this, this won't last, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really was. And, and so what, what I ended up doing was, you know, I wasn't super looking forward to it, but I decided it would be a good opportunity to, I, a, I kind of resigned the fact that I was going to watch it, even if I wasn't looking forward to it, right. it was just going to happen. Um, and then, <laughs> and then B like, I, I figured it was a good time to kind of revisit the show. So, um, I started rewatching, I watched through season one, two, and three, um, and then, uh, fell really far behind and I, there was no way I was going to be able to catch up for the, the movie. So I ended up skipping season four, but I watched through season five. Right. Um, so I watched through most of the show leading up to El Camino and, um, and what I realized was not only does the show really hold up, um, but on rewatch, and this may be the fourth time I've watched through the series, um, on rewatch, it gets, better somehow. And, and maybe that's, you know, as you, or as one ages, um, one finds new things to kind of grab hold of, um, right. Like as, as your experience continues, um, it, it will continue to be different. And so I have no doubt that, you know, if I watched this show, when I had a 15 year old son, I would look at the show very differently, right? right? Like it's just going to be one of those shows that just continues and I'll find new ways into it. Um, and so, so not only does the show hold up really well, it also really worked, uh, in terms of its tension, even though I knew what was happening. And, and I, I know the show pretty much like the back of my hand, um, at this point. And, and I just kind of still felt that tension and that weird sense of like, uh, dread and I can't, I can't really breathe. It's just so heavy. Um, and, and, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And so what, what it kind of cemented for me, especially when I rewatched the final episode is how perfect the final episode is. It, it ends with these characters really completing their arc in, in a very, very exact way. Um, but what I, what I realized was, so I don't know if you guys know this, 
there's a Breaking Bad podcast. And I think it started like in season two or three, maybe, where Vince Gilligan got together with um, one of the editors, uh, Kelly Dixon, and um, a few of the other you know people who wrote or starred in the show. And they did basically like a a breakdown of every episode. So wow. what I was doing was I was watching them on Netflix and then listening to them break it down. Wow. And what and what I realized was, um, and this is where I started to turn that corner where I was generally looking forward to El Camino was uh, the show, as much as it feels like it's totally planned out, you start to realize that it really wasn't. Um, I mean, he Vince had ideas in mind. I'm going to end it here. This character will end here. This character will go here. And it's vague images or just like a little idea. Um, but how that happens is very much up for grabs, right? So um, the example he gave in the podcast is um, 501. Uh, we start with what is a flash forward to the last episode. It's Walt with full beard in a Denny's celebrating his 52nd birthday by himself. And they call him. Yeah, they call him Mr. Lambert. He goes to a car that says New Hampshire has New Hampshire plates. He gets an M60 and all of this stuff. And uh, and then I think uh, at some point maybe goes to I think from there he goes to his his house and gets the ricin from the switch plate. And, and like all of this, Vince is saying like, we didn't know what this was. Like, we didn't know why he had the gun. We didn't know why he was in New Hampshire. We didn't know why he was getting the ricin, but essentially the way he put it was they're planting the flag. Like this is something we're going to write towards. This is something we're going to get to. And so it was like a weird writing exercise where they, maybe they didn't know where they were going, but they would write themselves into a corner or into a scenario that they just had to go towards um because they just decided okay that's that'll be the thing let's go towards that and so it's like a weird like discovery writing but but also not because they had at least one vague cloudy idea exactly and 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 so the writers were able to really contribute it wasn't like vince was like no this is how it's gonna be and writers you you do my thing it was like we'll find it together we'll work our way towards whatever it is um so you know things like um at one point i think is in the finale podcast um the host kelly uh, asked vince look so lydia loves stevia and you guys have the ricin. Did you know you were going to give her the ricin? And that's why she liked Stevia. And like, it was just a long, long haul game of getting to that. And Vince was like, I'd love to take credit for that, but I don't think we thought that he said, he said, maybe somebody thought it and just never voiced it. He was like, but we just gave her a quirk and it just worked. And, and he's like, so it's happy accidents and it's these little things. And the way he put it was, we're really good at mining our past. So they would go back and watch the episodes that had already come before and say, oh, look, the actor who plays Hector Salamanca really looks angry at Gus here. I wonder why. And then that gave them a touchstone and they wrote this whole backstory that they hadn't conceived. It's not like they shot a scene with Hector and Gus and said, OK, guys, here's the backstory. They didn't know. It was just the actors making things up and then they wrote to it. And so um, it was very much between the writers and the and the, the performers, like finding your way and and not letting little things 
go through the cracks. It was always going back to something. And, and that's why it feels like it was always planned is because they didn't really leave any stones unturned. And, um, and so what that did for me was say, okay, so if Vince Gilligan kind of finds his way towards, you know, this, this eventual ending, then, then to say now, okay, El Camino, well, I'm not going to watch it because you didn't have it planned from the beginning. Well, the logic doesn't hold because you didn't have a lot of things planned from the beginning and it works. So I started to really think like, okay, so if he has a story that he thinks is worth telling, then I should give that the benefit of the doubt. And then I started getting actually excited for it. Um, and so, and so that was sort of my long journey with, with getting excited for El Camino from a point of sort of apathy. Word. Yeah, man. Church. No, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it makes sense. And I actually think, you know, we'll, we'll talk about actually what it, what happened in it, but, um, it doesn't feel like an egregious overstep in my opinion, but I guess yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. cool. Well, <laughs> so, so I know, I know Hooper, you, you were generally maybe a little more apathetic than I was, or maybe a little more against than I was. If I was apathetic, you were a little against, um, is that fair to say? I'm pretty codependent. So as soon as you said you felt good about it, I had to change my mind and uh, model sure, my behavior based on you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kellen, Kellen, where were you when this was when this was announced? Uh, like my my uh, my opinion, my state. Yeah. Uh, um. So I hadn't seen Better Call Saul. I, uh, sorry, I've seen the first season and a half of it, and I I don't recall why I stopped. I think it was because. Uh, oh, I know. I, I, ha- I had a easy access to cable. Yeah. Same here. And then I, and then I didn't. And then when it came on Netflix and I could have easily kept up with it like a year removed, I just was in, inundated with a bunch of other shows. Sure. Yeah. Um, and better call Saul hadn't really gotten to the type of stuff that really hooked me, uh, as far as breaking bad's writing goes. Yep. So if it, I think I stopped watching it when it still really felt kind of like a, um, not a not a legal drama, obviously, because that's just kind of like the skeleton of it. But um, I don't know. It was just starting to get into the shady stuff. Sure. And I don't know. I, I need to keep watching it again. But anyway, I yeah, heard about here. El Camino thing uh, probably late to the game. And I had no idea what it was. I didn't look into what it was. All I saw that it was it was going to be a continuation of jesse uh like what happened to him after he got in the car so for me i was kind of like didn't really oh shut up sorry my cat dude (laughs) how did you even get in here he opened my door um clever girl uh so i honestly like you know that wasn't something that had me scratching my head like what happened to jesse afterwards i mean it's right. it's vague he escaped and you can only assume that whatever happened was better than what he was going through <laughs> yeah and that's really that's really all i needed so i had no idea what i was getting into i didn't know if it was literally going to be a direct continuation of what happened to him afterwards or if it was going to be like he gets out and then something else happens to his character in his life at some point right <laughs> You know, a lot of a lot of things do a um, a time jump based on the amount of time something has been uh, out of the public eye, like to match the, right. the actors aging and everything like that. Yeah. Yep. So I had no idea what I was getting into last night. I started up. I even said 
sent a text to you guys saying, wait, 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 do I need to know anything other yeah. than Breaking yeah. Bad? And you're like, no, you just need to know Breaking Bad. And I started and I was like, I don't remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. Well, they have yeah, they yeah. had that recap that plays at the beginning because because yeah yeah they did. But but one of the I, I'd say a relatively key character uh, was like I spoiler you know I wondered when you'd remember me and I was like I still don't remember you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I I I was that a fifth season character, Dustin. I, I didn't see the recap. What? Uh, well, the, no, 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 no. I'm just saying the guy the from movie, the movie. Yeah, the guy. The welding company. Yeah. Oh no! So he he did not exist in Breaking Bad. That's what I then thought. Then why did he say that? Like, what? I was the, wondering when you remember me. because they have to plant the seed that like he was he he was there when they were messing around with him with the chains. They just had yeah, they it, had to establish that he knew that he remembered Jesse. So th- there was there was a lot in in between Jesse getting captured by the neo Nazis yeah. and and Walt's return that we didn't see. Yeah, this is true. that's that's kind of what this is all built on. Because when that guy yeah. said, "I was wondering when you remember me," I was looking right at him. I was like, "Fucking, I don't remember you." But um, okay, yeah, yeah. so you know how dumb I am. It literally took me until just now to be like, "Oh, welding." Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, there was an entire scene about how. <laughs> the welding integrity. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. not to, not to jump into a discussion of the movie, but yeah, so my, mine was more of a place of ignorance and not apathy. Cause I really loved breaking bad and I was excited for this, but like I, it could have not been made and I wouldn't have been upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, for me it was, you know, I, I, I was, like I said, I, I was sort of opposed to the idea and then I sort of warmed to it because after Dustin and I talked about it, it was, it made sense. Like, yeah, I mean, you didn't have to do this and I'm nervous that they'll kind of drop the ball. But when you, when you, when you go back and realize their process and how they, you know, they, they were, yeah, nothing, nothing was planned. So it's not like, you know, it's like we were saying, Dustin, the argument falls apart when you, if, if your reason for not wanting to see this is like, well, they didn't plan it beforehand. It's like, yeah, we didn't plan yeah. anything. Um, right. and, and all the people were involved. I mean, Skip McDonald is the DP again, you know, um, it's Vince Gilligan, the editor, yeah. the editor yeah. what did I say? DP. Yeah. He me. was the director. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just the, I mean, Dave Porter's doing the music. Like everyone was, yeah. was, was, was back basically. So it, it was, it was in the right hands and you know, I don't, it's, I think I'm, I don't remember if you said this a few minutes ago or not, but like, but the fact that, um, none of these people like are hurting for money and are just making a breaking bad movie to cash in on the IP, or at least it doesn't feel mm-hmm. that way. Um, yeah. and so once I sort of warmed to the idea that like, you know, something could be done with Jesse's story as long as they don't, it's all in the execution. And I ultimately arrived mm-hmm. at, well, it's all in the execution. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and, and I didn't do any Breaking Bad prep. I was like, you know what? I, I shouldn't have to watch Breaking Bad to, yeah. to, to yeah. enjoy this film. And, um, you know, so I didn't, and I don't have time either. Like if, when I, when I decided I was going to watch it, it like was Thursday or Friday. I was like, all right, well, this will certainly be impossible. So I, I was just like, look, I remember Breaking Bad pretty well. And I remember Jesse's story pretty well. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be okay. Um, and then they, and then as soon as it's like, you know, the, the recap starts. I was like, Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad I didn't spend any time <laughs> looking at Dude, key I didn't episodes. even get that recap. Like I just, you hit, didn't? I just hit go and it just played. Oh man. I, I played it like on the mid, like I, it was like on the, the big banner thing. Ah. And I was Netflix like, had faith in you, Dustin. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this man knows his breaking bad. They, they probably yeah. knew I had watched through the entire series. Like, yeah, 
It's yeah. like, let's not insult yeah. him. They right. also, they also know what color underwear you're wearing. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, my God. What color is none? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So how about this? Um, so, yeah. So now, then, yeah. Then I watched the movie at the end. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's because I have to do this. Let's I'm just going to pitch the break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk about El Camino. That's the setup. So let's talk about El Camino. Um, um, considering we spent a half hour talking about the setup, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll just get right on into it. Um, uh, so yeah, El Camino. Go ahead, Kellen, Dustin, whoever spoke. I didn't say anything. Okay, nah, it's all good. <laughs> jump in, jump in. I'm like rubbing my temple, like Kellen, you were you were going to say something. You it started with uh, uh, apples. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I enjoyed El Camino. Um, I haven't thought about a star rating yet, but I was watching and I thought, okay, um, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the slow burn. I, I don't know where this is going. I don't know, but you know, at a certain point you kind of realize like, all right, so Jesse's the, the plot of the movie is Jesse is trying to get out of Albuquerque. He's trying to get out. He's trying to, you know, it's, it's really an extension of the show, which is Jesse drives away from the compound and he is going somewhere, but he's going away. And so yeah. the premise of the movie comes into, comes into clarity when you realize, all right, what does getting away mean for Jesse? Cause he can't just drive home. You know, he can't just yeah. go to like Texas. Jesse has to get out of the country. So how's he going to do that? Um, and, and, and what condition is he in to do that? So, um, so I, you know, it's, it's clear from the beginning. Once Jesse talks about, I, I got to admit, like, I wasn't clear on what he was doing necessarily, like, as a, as a goal, because the, the dialogue is, from him at least, is pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I didn't really know that his plan was to totally get out until, um, until he's, you know, getting the money. Um, and it wasn't really until Robert Forster shows up that I was like, oh, okay, so this is the actual plot. So structurally, it's kind of not hitting in the places that you might traditionally find, like mm-hmm. the setup and the objective and everything. It, it plays like a long episode of the show to me, yeah, um, yeah. And w- which is good. And it has all those fun quirks, like the overhead view of the apartment while he's looking for the, or the house he's, while he's looking for the money and, you know, just yeah. those interesting little things they do. Um, those time lapses of Albuquerque that we love so much, um, you know, and, 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 a, and a good amount of flashbacks to, to um, story points that take place during the actual series and you get some people, you know, characters who have died or exited the show who are there for a scene or what or, or so, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, but not in a gratuitous way, just like in 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 ways that in little brief ways and, and uh, some scenes that are longer than others that make sense for what the characters kind of emotionally going through at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So um, 
I, 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 I think I felt maybe at times it was a little, not meandering, but like there's points where I was like, all right, what's he like, what's he doing? Like, what's he thinking right now? Besides like, oh, I don't want these like fake cops to, to find me. Like why, what's he doing in this apartment? Like what's it was, what's he doing here? Okay. He wants money. Fine. But why does he owe someone? And that's, that's the part of me that thought, that thought about the show, like, you know, having not watched the series in a while, like, oh, did I forget that he like owes money to somebody? Is he trying to buy his freedom out of here from like some mm-hmm. some drug lord? And I was like, no, 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 because everyone's dead. So like, what's he what's he need money for? And that's kind of when I started to put together. So I don't know if it's a combination of just me being stupid or or not or just or or the plot not being clear. Um, that'd be my one critique of it was it's a little ambiguous uh, on what exactly is the, the, his, his objective, but that's just from where I'm sitting. And I'd rather it do that than over explain what's happening because that would be very unbreaking bad. Mm-hmm. And that would also t- talk down to me as a viewer. And then I'd just be sitting there waiting for the bullet points to happen. Like, okay, I get it. I know what you're doing. Move on. Instead of yeah. me being glued to the screen and wanting to know what was happening and paying attention. So it's better than the alternative. There was just a little side effect of that, which was I was kind of lost a, a little sure. bit for the most part. Sure. It moves at a pretty good pace. I'm like I said, I'm glued to the screen. I have, I I'm, I'm, I'm very much in tune and, and, um, arrested by Aaron Paul's acting in this thing. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Like I, you yeah. forget how good he was on the show as, as Jesse. Um, yeah. he's great here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, his emotional range isn't th- the same as it was on the show, nor would it be naturally. Um, yeah. but the, the, the subtlety of his performance, uh, really makes the movie. Um, I mean, he carries this thing. This is, this is a, I mean, he's like every frame, you know, yeah. um, so yeah. it's I, it was just an enjoyable experience, and um, and after it was over, I was just sort of I was very satisfied with the conclusion, and um, I thought, okay, cool, that was good, and they didn't mess anything up, and now I feel some closure that I didn't even know I needed, and now I have it, and now we can yeah. be done with this, and and that was fun, you know. Yeah. Um, fun and extremely tense, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. extremely tense the whole time I was, I was, I was audibly groaning like, Oh no. Or, you know, just yeah. th- those little points. And that's exactly how I felt during the show. And, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I would give it, um, I guess I'd give it four, four and a half stars. Um, just because like, and you know, the half star missing is like that extra, this is exactly my kind of film star, you know, but Mm -hmm. for what this film, for what this is, um, it's excellent. Um, you know, I, I, I think I could have gone with some, with some faster pace, but again, like for what this is, for what this came from, um, I don't know what else I expected to happen. I mean, it, it, it surprised me. It fulfilled every expectation I had for it. And it didn't really piss me off in any, in any way at all, um, or fail to engage me. Um, it was, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I, that's how I feel about El Camino, I guess. Sweet. Um, Kellen. Um, well, should I give a star rating right off the bat or should I talk? Um, however you feel. Okay. So I had to, let me put it this way. When I sat down and it was like, it's a breaking bad film, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm. I started trying to prepare myself for the conversion of 
the storytelling to a film. Uh, I don't know the beats, the normal beats that we're used to in a film. Yeah. And I found myself going, okay, but when is, when are things going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I was initially, you know, while watching it, I was just like, like I kept pausing it to go like, okay, wh- what runtime are we at now? Like, mm-hmm. right. And I just kind of felt like a lot of time was ticking by without a broader, um, di- more dire. I, obviously the stakes were high and everything like that. It's his, he's got a relative freedom uh, from what he, he, you know, was stuck with before being basically a drug slave. Right. Um, but you know, um, uh, but he's, you know, he's on the run from the cops and all this stuff. So there's a general tension constantly there, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel like, like it was doing much with the medium. If that makes any sense with, you know, a film medium compared to like it's, uh, episodic storytelling that I had in the show. Um, and I was being, I could tell I was being a little let down. And, um, uh, so I think over, so I'll give it an overall rating of like, I don't know, three and a half maybe. Um, but I had to make this like very distinct change in my, I don't know, my mode of thought while watching it. Cause if you, if you decided that like at some point during like a high tension point in the middle of the movie, that that would be the end of one episode. And then the second one would start up. This feels like a two episode epilogue. Mm-hmm. at the end yeah. of the show. Yeah. And if it was going to do anything to be, you know, a faithful follow-up, it would be as if it was two episodes tacked on to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my overall feeling once all was said and done was I didn't need to be told this part, the general kind of vibe of the end of the series that, as you said, Connor, nobody was really, or was that Dustin? Nobody was ever really let down by that. Um, and you can only assume that he was going to go on to do better things that weren't being, you know, a slave making, uh, meth day in and day out. Anything's better than that. So like whatever outcome it was, wasn't really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this really just feels like Vince Gilligan was like, okay, uh, either, I mean, obviously he was the one that wanted to tell this because otherwise he, you know, it probably wouldn't have happened, but on a certain level, it did feel like he's like, all right, fine. You want to know what Jesse did? I'll tell you what Jesse did. This is what Jesse did. And um, so I ended it going, that was really great. I got to see these characters that I haven't seen in a long time. It jogged a lot of my memory. Um, but I still feel, after all is said and done, that that wasn't necessary. And it really did feel like two episodes at the end of this this show that was done however many, like five or six years ago. Can I add something to the earlier two parts of my journey to this movie, I sort of forgot to mention that one of the reasons I was open to seeing it finally was I had read an article where Vince Gilligan, I think it was a couple of years old too. um, But Vince Gilligan had finally had to come out at some point and go, Walter White's dead. Like, yeah, (laughs) like he had to like, he had to like, I never had that question. Right. Well, me neither. But like, I, I sort of thought like, cause at the time he had said like, Walter didn't look that way to me. Um, and so I was looking for, and, and I remember when I finally found the article where he said, and it was recent enough to where it was surrounding the production of the movie. So where I was like, okay, if Walter White's dead, then I know this movie is not going to be really involving him at all, you know, except for like a flashback, you know, but it's not going to, it's not like he's going to be alive and it's going to, you know, lean on Brian Cranston. 
um, to carry the film. And so as soon as Vince Gilligan confirmed like he's dead, I was like, okay, well now a lot of my fears about this movie are gone. So I just wanted to sort of add that to it as well. I sort of forgot to mention that, but two, I think what you're you're saying about the structure, Kellen felt kind of like what I was feeling too. And I would sort of say the flip side of that thought, um, on a, a positive spin on that, at least for me is that I felt, I felt that way. Um, and this isn't a direct comparison, but like, it, it reminds me of what, how I felt when I saw infinity war, where the movie essentially starts immediately. And, you know, now this has a lot more meadows than infinity war does. That one's just sort of like straight, you know, going momentum, uh, because the, the plot is happening to them and it keeps them active. And that's sort of what's happening the, the, the ticking clock here is is pretty strong, or at least the the, the impending uh, threat of being discovered and caught. Um, so in that way, I don't know if I could have handled it as now you say two episodes, but just I'll just say multi episode. I couldn't have handled this as like a multi episode um, mini run for because I would I don't know if breaking up the episodes would have really helped the momentum of what the story is, which is this kind of nonstop you know, quest for Jesse to complete this little mini plan to, to escape, um, you know, the police to escape capture. Um, so in that way, it's almost like it's, it's justified in its medium. And I, I felt the same way about, Oh, when's the thing going to happen? And when's like this, when's the end of act one? And when's like the plot going to kick in? And at the same time I was watching it thinking, you know, I'm really glad the plot isn't like when he tells Robert Forrester, like, I'm going to get the money. I was like, please don't like, please don't organize a heist. You know, I was thinking that like, cause I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking that's what like a movie would do right now. And it would be yeah. like, he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna like take all this time. And I'm thinking, cause if that had happened, all I'd be thinking is you don't have time for this. You don't have time yeah. for this high profile. You can't contact these people. Like what, this is not realistic. I, I would have, you know, so I appreciate that they kept it relatively confined in terms of what he could do. Like anytime he walked out on the street, I was like, Oh Jesus, someone's going to see him. You know, I just, I was, mm-hmm. I was so scared for him. So, um, I sort of appreciate how it, it's one of those things where it felt weird to me, but if I really think about it, I don't know what, how, what I would have changed about it to make it feel more conventional or, or should it change to be more conventional? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not that, not that that's of- what you want or anything, but. Yeah, but it was just, it's definitely something you kind of have to, well, I, I say you, me, yeah. I had to kind of change my expectations. So did I, yeah. And, and it's really weird that your enjoyment of something can be altered by literally telling yourself that this is not what you thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like I'm like over, over critical. Like I, no. I thought every aspect of it was extremely well put together. Um, but it does, it does ride that line of being too little too late for it to, to, to garner, I guess the amount of anticipation and excitement that they, that they were going for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if something is going to be an epilogue tacked on that, this would seem like this would have worked maybe two, like around two years after the show was over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that too. Or something. And if it was going to be this far afterwards, it would have to, it seems to me it would need to be something rather explosive and, uh, and big. Um, having said that is better call Saul still on. It is. It is. Oh my goodness. And it's, and it's very good. Yeah. So I got to get back into that because I guess for people that might be following that who have 
you know, a continued connection to it, this might be like, oh, awesome. We get this like, you know, this toe back in the water of, you know, Breaking Bad that we are all kind of like somewhat living in if, it, if it's not, I don't know, if it's like the kid's pool version of it or something. Mm, but Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very curious to hear what Dustin has to say. Yeah, go for yeah. it, Dustin. No, I, I've I've been listening to everything that you guys said. I talked a lot during the first part, so I wanted you guys to <laughs> to to go. Um, so I I think I am kind of in between you guys a little bit, um, and and I think uh, I, I think you guys are right. So um, you're you're all right. Nobody is wrong about anything that has been said tonight. Um, the bottom line is this is not required viewing. This is an epilogue for those who want it. And for those who don't, you're not missing anything if you don't get it. Correct. Um, but it's, um, it, it is sort of an interesting little, um, step back into this universe. Um, because, because even better call Saul as great as it is and as connected as it is feels more disconnected than this. And that's, you know, by design. Um, so, so this is the, the toe back in as, as Kellen put it, the toe back into the breaking bad world. And, and, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I think a few things. One, you know, in, in regards to the the structure of the film, um, it is weird. And it is something that I had to recalculate in my brain because in a weird way, um, you know, Breaking Bad was sort of known for dropping you into a scene, watching somebody do something, and you're not given any exposition. It's just they're doing a thing. And you'll find out when the thing occurs what it was they were doing. And, and so it was very much that on a two hour scale. Um, and, and so part of me was a little annoyed at first by the flashbacks, um, you know, all of these constant flashbacks. And I'm like, look, it's great. And I love it. And I love seeing Mike and I love seeing all of these people. Um, but I, I want to know what's happening to Jesse now and, and what that, what I didn't realize at the time until further into the film is that these moments that they've chosen to write for this movie uh, that take place during the timeline of Breaking Bad are moments that are um, formative. Yeah, they're formative for him. It, it, it's him thinking back on these these very impactful conversations that he had with characters that we never got to see. Um, and and those are are actually imperative, I think, to the film, because for a character like Jesse, when he when he uh, endured what he endured, not just with Walt, but then after Walt, um, you know, there's very clearly some trauma there. You know, you see that when he's in Skinny Pete's house um, or Badger's house, I guess it was Skinny Pete's anyway, their house, whatever Um, you, you see that that trauma on display. And, and so for a character like that, I think it makes complete sense for them to sort of live in their head of good times. Um, so, so if you notice the, these, these things that he's remembering aren't necessarily bad moments, they're just moments. Um, and, and the only ones that seem a little, uh, iffy are the ones with Todd, but those are telling us something too. And, and so, uh, Hooper, you had said Jesse 
has very little to say in this film. And that's true. And and you you're kind of getting into Jesse's head through what the other people are telling him. And this, I think, is the key. Throughout all of Breaking Bad, Jesse was pushed around and uh, just basically chauffeured through life by Walt, by Mike, by Gus, by everybody. Um, You know, Hank puts him in the hospital and then, you know, it's like he's manipulated by Walt to not press charges. And then he's, he, he gets sort of in bed with Hank at the end and then becomes a rat and all of this stuff. But even then it's clear Hank wants more from him than Jesse wants to give. And, and so all of this entire time that, that we're watching Jesse from pilot to now, we're seeing a character get pushed around and he has no, uh, active choice of his own. He has no agency. And every, yeah. And every time he makes a choice, it immediately gets taken from him every time. Okay. I'm going to work with Hank. Boom. Well, now you are imprisoned by neo-Nazis, right? Like you have every, and it's the exact opposite of Walt who makes every choice and, and, and the whole show exists because he gets to make choices and Jesse never gets that opportunity. Um, and so and so what we're seeing in in these flashbacks is uh, Mike is saying, I would go to Alaska. And then boom, Jesse wants to go to Alaska, right? It's it's we're watching these characters influence Jesse because Jesse has no no ability to make choices, no ability to make up his mind uh, other than what people tell him to think. Um and, and in those moments, uh, it, it sort of culminates with this 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 moment with Todd. And this is a little bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, just skip forward a little bit. Um, there, There's a moment with Todd where they're in the desert. They've buried this lady. And Todd asks Jesse to go get some cigarettes from the glove box. And he finds a gun. And Jesse is prepared to kill Todd right then and there and maybe potentially escape to freedom. And, and he can't make the choice. The choice he wants to make is taken from him, right? He has no ability to forge his own destiny. And so what we see is even in, in the happy final moments of the breaking bad finale, we see this, this super exuberant Jesse who's finally been liberated and that's great, except when you compare it to the final shots in El Camino, which are very similar. It's him driving. But what we get is a Jesse who's calm, a Jesse who's made a decision, and a Jesse who's finally able to have some sort of control over what he does and where he goes and what his life will be from here. And, and that's what I didn't know I needed, but what I absolutely love Vince for giving us is it's almost like he's giving us in a weird way, like the middle finger saying, oh, you thought you wanted more of Jesse. Well, I'm just going to give you more of him driving. <laughs> but at the same time, he's giving you so much more closure this time around because it's not Jesse in the throes of excitement. It's Jesse finally 
in charge of his destiny. It's Jesse finally making a choice. And then it's, it's epitomized there in this conversation that he has with Jane where, um, you know, I forget the exact lines, but, but something to the effect of, you know, go where the universe leads you. And, and she says, no, that's terrible advice. I've spent my whole life going where the universe leads me and it's stupid. And then we get this, this Jesse who is not going where he's led anymore, but he is now, making this active choice. And that to me is exactly what we needed from Jesse, uh, in terms of closure. I don't need to know where he goes. I don't need to know if he ever gets married. I don't need to know if he ever has kids. I don't need to know any of it. I just need to know that he's in control and he can make a choice because even his liberation was not his choice. Even his liberation was a product of the choice of Walt. And, and that, that's all it ever was. That's yeah. all he ever was, was a, 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 a product of Walt's choice. He I, was blackmailed at the beginning. So I have a, a question for you, Dustin. Sure. Uh, not, not to, uh, uh, you know, cut the legs out from under the argument, but do, it. do you also think that he was literally just doing what somebody else told him, but just at a different time by going to Alaska, because that's what Mike said to do? Uh, yes, I think I think that um, I think that at the end of this, it doesn't feel as much I'm going to go to Alaska because someone told me, but rather um, like that's his that's his option. And he's yeah, gonna, that that's what yeah. he wants. That's what he's choosing. He's at peace with that at the end. And I think that Mike, in and above any other character, was a father to Jesse. Yeah. And this, in a weird way, is him honoring that relationship that he had. And I think that's why we start with it. Yeah. It, it wasn't following someone else's toxic decision. It was literally the yeah. one positive, positive influence that he had, which is, it's just so funny to think of the world of breaking bad where Mike Armand trout is, is a positive figure because he's still a murderer. <laughs> a murderer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's still a fixer. He's still a cleaner. It's just yeah. so bizarre. But, I, and I missed it. I missed it. I did. Yeah. But, yeah. but also like of all the people that Jesse associates with in the show, Mike is the most likely to make, to, to suggest something that smart, smart. Like <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, exactly. if Badger or Pete told him where to go, or even if Walt, it's like, none of you are an authority on where to safely, um, you know, defect to, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I can't trust any of your choices. Wait. Walt has no experience hiding, you know, except for, except, you know, in New Hampshire for the one time, but like, mm-hmm. but like of all the people, it's like, if I were Jesse, I would ask Mike, like, who else are you going to go? Wait. So that, that was actually my next question. When we had those scenes where, um, where Walt was in that cabin, and everything that was New Hampshire. Uh, yes. Yes. God, that seems so much more remote. I, I lived in Vermont. I'm like, yeah, you, you can be remote. But for some reason, when I was playing that back in my head, I forgot about the plates, the New Hampshire plates on that yeah, flash live, forward live and everything. Die is the name of that first episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's so bizarre. I, yeah. I, yeah. I honestly, I was like, oh, so he's going, did, was that where Walt was? Alaska? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. New no, Hampshire. It was probably just that same snowy section of, uh, of New Mexico, Dustin, where they shot the New Hampshire <laughs> it stuff. It was. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, well, I would, I would assume. I'm not sure. Yeah. So the stuff, the stuff that where they're like, oh, the, you know, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. The vacuum salesman. Yeah. Ed. Ed. When Ed was like, yeah, this is Alaska. Like that looks like a certain pass of the um, the San Juan uh, San Juan mountain range in southern uh, Colorado to me. And it, and it very much could be. Maybe because that's just due north, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think, and, ooh, that's actually, I bet you that's where that is. 
And the, the New Hampshire stuff, like like Huber was saying, is all it was all shot in uh, just forty minutes north of their stages. Mm-hmm. Um, so they weren't, you know, they they never went to New to New Hampshire, and they may not have ever gone to Alaska. Um, it, it just makes sense to shoot it where they already have. Yeah. Um, Everything. And and they were using the crew. This film used the crew from Better Call Saul. So it was like this crew did all these episodes of Better Call Saul and then did the film and like went straight into work on that. So I'm sure it was all just local, you know, Albuquerque talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So so I, I enjoyed where this story took us. And I think what I'm most excited for, weirdly enough, is to watch it a second time. I think that that watching it a second time, again, watching Breaking Bad multiple times has yielded a lot of rewarding things. Um, and I think that that doing the same here will will do that as well. And I think that the reason for that that I'm looking forward to it as much is because I won't be distracted by, okay, what's going to come up next? What are they going to do? And, and there was a small part of me that was still going like, okay, let's see, let's see, who are they going to bring back from the show next? Like, are we going to see Skylar next? Are we going to see junior? Like, like I'm trying to like, you know, I don't know, is Marie going to walk by? Like, like it was all of that, that thing. And, and I think, you know, watching it a second time, I'll be able to enjoy the story a little more. But, um, but I really enjoyed a couple of things um, that that we haven't touched on. One is that the it would be a sort of a crutch to overly rely on Breaking Bad things, and I think that this film does a good job of okay there's these two you know fake cops from the welding company, and that's a brand new thing. Uh, there's you know, just all of these new settings and, uh, really Jesse's story is fairly new. And so, um, it's not like going back to the well and telling stories just, just because it's like, Ooh, look, it's Vomino's pest. It's now (laughs) giving us like new things in the world right now. There's a welding company. Right. And and theoretically, in Better Call Saul, they could now interact with that company and it would be, you know, years earlier and they can now tie all of that in. And um, and I think what I enjoyed was that they expanded the world. They didn't just work with what they already had. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, you know what else I expanded? Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm worried. Jesse, Uh-oh. Jesse Plemons, uh, belt line. Oh, yes. oh for, that for, was rude. For, for a while, <laughs> for a while, like they concealed his face. I was like, Oh my God, they're trying to hide the fact that he gained like 50 He's, pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then at one point they just show him like a big old part in the pun wide shot. And I was like, Oh, I guess yeah. there's no way to, there's no way around this. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing, right? So, so this is a, this is a small little thing. Jesse Plemons looks like Jesse Plemons dad in this movie. Correct. He definitely has aged. We'll put it that way. He went from looking kind of like Matt Damon to pretty much looking just like Matt Damon. Yes. Correct. (laughs) Um, and did you guys know that he is married to Kirsten Dunst? Yes. I did not know he that. He looks like Matt Damon if Matt Damon got stung by like 50 bees. <laughs> Beads. 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 Job's not on board. 
Um, no, and so yeah, so this is this is a small. I don't, I don't <clears> want to <throat> even call it a nitpick because it doesn't it doesn't ruin anything. It doesn't like take you out, but but it is true, right? There there's been time between these these films, and so the 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 people have aged. Um, Mike looks a little bit older than he did. Uh, during Breaking Bad era, but, but he looks um, he looks no older. Like to me, it wasn't even Mike. I was just like, oh, he looks really old as always, you know. Yeah, like yeah. He, he looked noticeably older to me in Better Call Saul from Breaking Bad than he does from Better Call Saul to this, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. like after Jesse Plemons, no one else really stuck out as like, oh, you're a lot older, you know? <laughs> right. Well, they, and they did that thing. So they did a flashback. There's a little with- bit on Kristen Ritter, but just because. She looks really young in the sh- in the series because when she when Kristen Ritter was younger, she looked like super young, and now yeah, she yeah. looks like just her own like her age, you know. Sure. She looks like the B from Unit Twenty Three. Yeah. Hi <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot Beads. that even existed. <laughs> Beads. Twenty threes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that even existed. I forgot that was a thing. It, it, um, it briefly existed and then it was canceled. Very briefly. Although good for her because then she got Jessica Jones. Yeah. So. And then that got canceled. Brad, um, <laughs> this is true too. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then we see, so obviously, uh, uh, Aaron Paul uh, has aged and, and they, they did a couple of, I think it was, I think it was maybe just two little flashback scenes in the series proper. Um, one was in Ozymandias, the teaser of that episode flashback to their very first cook. Um, and, and obviously like they were able to give Walt or, or Brian some hair and he did his mustache, you know, all impotent looking and, um, and they recreated that and it looked fine, except you could tell like, OK, Aaron Paul has aged even from final season to, you know, from pilot to final season. Yeah. Um, and then and then here they go back to like a, a season two ish time and um, same thing, like Jesse looks so much older than he ever did. And the wig that he's wearing it, you know, I think he was wearing a beanie at that yeah, point. He's but, like a hat. but but still, like he's definitely aged and, you know, Cranston is definitely in a bald cap and, um, you know, all of these things. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't think so. In the diner? Yeah. Oh, sh- wow. I'm looked, an idiot. Then. That looked pretty good. It looked yeah. really good. It yeah. looked really good. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he shaved his head. Yeah. No, I it just, looked really good. I, I so I, I might be literally jumping to what your next point was. But mm. uh, even if he didn't look the part, uh, Jesse, uh, sorry, um, Aaron Paul. Yeah. It was, it was really phenomenal to see like him play that character the way he was again. Yes. Yeah. Like you know, everybody always thinks of like the bitch area uh, era uh, Jesse yeah. Pinkman. Yeah. And it was so weird to see it again. It really was. Um, but but look, like at the end of the day, all of these things where the actors have aged, it doesn't. It's not really that big of a deal nah. because at the end of the day, like. I mean, these these actors are able to jump into these characters and embody them, like you were just saying, from any point in their history. And and it's just beautiful to watch. And it I'm just glad that we can do it. Um, we don't need like, you know, Marvel style de-aging tools to make it believable. Right. Just just let the actors be. And and really, there's not a lot of 
it's not a lot of years that have been, it's not super, it's not like we're getting like, you know, 60 year old Aaron Paul to play Jesse mm-hmm. again. Um, and like pretending, um, Look, we could have, but... de- we could have de de weighted Jesse Plemons a little bit though. <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice. That would just have been hire, nice. Just I'll, hire I'll, uh, <laughs> Matt Damon after he got stung by bees. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to keep taking shots at Jesse Plemons because he's married to Kirsten Dunn. So as much, as much as I'm taking shots at him, Dude's sitting pretty. So, do you, do you think? Do you think that their in-home kinks are? He hangs upside down so she can kiss him. I was gonna make that joke. Kevin. Ah, I did it first. Yeah. I was gonna make that joke. You make sure you get one of those 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 Everlast chains, those like those weird beard. upside down kisses, like <laughs> sucking on each other's lips, but like in the wrong way. That that I bet you that's not even that hot. <laughs> I say that, but I'm like, Chris, you, you, you open your eyes, you know, she opens her eyes back, goes, that was a man. Oh, and his face is just purple because of all the blood. It's, oh, and he passes out. I think I remember reading like Toby Maguire almost drowned because he's upside down in the rain. He was oh, waterboarding he's been waterboarding. Himself, yeah, he's being waterboarded during that whole scene. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, dude, no, I, uh, so at the end of the day, I, I enjoyed the heck out of this. Um, again, it's not required viewing. It's not something that you have to see. And in fact, like if I were introducing someone to Breaking Bad now, I would end with the finale. And then like a few years later, be like, oh, by the way, I, I wouldn't be like immediately, let's go into uh, El Camino. Like it, it's, it's something that you almost like earn through, through waiting. Yeah, you and, want some distance. Yeah, you you really do. It, it works better with distance. I don't think it would work as well on a binge, and and I'm okay with that. You know, at the end of the day, this is this is not a standalone film, and it is not really an episode of the show because the show was almost so squarely focused through Walt's POV, um, not entirely, but. But for the most part, um, and and this can't be so it, it can't be an episode and it can't be its own movie because it's too tied story wise to a show. And so at the end of the, at, the, at the end of the day, it's just an epilogue and an epilogue yeah. serves two points, either to like reestablish and reaffirm things that were set up in the in the story proper or to comment on them. And, and this does both this, this allows us to see, um, what happens to Jesse and a few of these other characters. And it also kind of comments on what Jesse has been through, what his, you know, character was and what it is now. And those, those two characters are so completely different. If you watch the pilot versus this, uh, Kellen, you mentioned you 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 hit on this. It, th- it's two completely different characters. There has been a huge arc for this guy, um, and the reason he's so quiet now is because he doesn't have to pretend. He doesn't have to yeah. put on this this fake, you know, macho built out identity. Yeah, he he's stripped bare. Yeah. Okay. He so is, yeah. So okay. So when the show started, he was just graduated from high school, or like a couple of years he's removed. Probably a couple of years removed. Yeah, they never really say, but, but but he's probably like twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah. would say twenty, twenty-one. So, Dustin, you're my you're my Breaking Bad wiki right now. How how old is he supposed to be in El Camino? El Camino? That would make him two about years, thirty two years past within the within the series. That's it. 
That's it. Oh. So the pilot episode, the pilot episode started with Walt getting his it was his fiftieth birthday. So Skyler yeah, brought that's up right. the 50th yeah, that's right. making an eggs, and then and then the final episode, he's at the Denny's and he makes a fifty two. Yeah, because it's his fifty second birthday. That's right. I I Two really years. would have thought it was like four at least. No. It's really. Um, it's really like one when you think about it. It's really one year for the entire series, and, and then, then he the spends almost a year in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yep. So, so this kind of undercuts my point. Uh, well, it's also not a very good point in the first place because I didn't sell meth when I was twenty years old. <laughs> um, uh, but like, I think a lot of the sympathy for his character. I mean, yes, you get to see all the shit that he went through. Uh, you have the broader uh, discussion about how he's never really made a decision in his life, which, you know, to a certain extent is true. But um, uh, you also just kind of think about how stupid, like 20 years old. Yeah, that's an adult and you can be a tr- tried for adult things and everything like that. But you, you, I didn't know what the heck I was doing at 20 years old either. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think a lot of the sympathy of this character comes from. Yeah, he was like a goofball and everybody thinks about like Jesse from the early seasons as like, yeah, magnets or or whatever he yeah. says, science. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he says both of those things. Oh, OK. Well, I, I'm on the right track. But um, I think it's just that like it does seem like it was an innocence loss sort of situation with his character mm-hmm. um, where he never really had a chance. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did because he's also spoiled little brat fucking friggin white. A suburban kid who thought it would be cool to do what he was doing, which which and now I'm just spiraling now. But like uh, Skinny Pete, when he he said, like, why are you doing all this uh, to Skinny Pete? And he was like, because you're my freaking hero. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Everything about this is so depressing. But, but But that speaks to Skinny Pete's character, too. Like, this is your hero. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that yeah. like that reminds you of why Jesse was doing all this stuff in the first place because it was cool and was like cool. he got cred and everything. Uh, he was uh, what would he what did he call himself? Captain um, Cook. Captain, Captain Cook, and he put chili powder <laughs> in his yeah. meth. Like yeah. everything about it was just so naively stupid. Yeah. And, um, Macho. Uh, d- yeah, but also just kind of like uh, sad. So like yeah. seeing his character go from that point to literally just being a broken human human being like two years later is just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I, I, I wikied it while you were talking. So he was 23 when the show started 25 no in right. the finale. So he's 25 here in El Camino, but, but your point still stands. Yeah. It's still incredibly young. And in a course of two years, he's gone from, like you said, this, this, you know, juvenile, uh, yeah, this this puffed up, you know, yeah. kid to to you know laid He's bare. He's still emotionally very adolescent. He was he was basically uh, Reek from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I saw that's you know if we're just talking Except general. He still has his penis. Now, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Todd took um, it and ate it. If we just talk general Breaking Bad, that's what I think I've really missed about that show was how like wholly transformative all of the storytelling is on the characters mm-hmm. because most most shows uh you know make their you know stake all of their you know uh, uh everything they've got behind these characters being consistent and like yeah familiar when you come back to it and everything like that yeah 
And this show's like, no. Do you remember when this show started and you thought Walt had like every justification in the world for what he was doing? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. at the end of the show, you're like, good, you're dead. Like, yeah. You deserve- yeah. 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 Like that much. is that is such a foreign, bizarre, but like amazing thing that that show did. And I think that's why we're. You know, but but it didn't. And so so you're right. And there there are also shows that kind of do that with every character. And then they'll have like one character that has an arc. Right. Like yeah. every other character stays the same. And then there's one guy with a vague. Oh, yeah. Arc. Where it's all about their right. transformation. Nobody else really changes all that. Right. But but this show, like every character is different. Like think back j- just for a second, like how how superfluous the character of Marie Schrader is. And yeah. in, in, in the pilot, Marie is a shrill, like uh, overly talkative just super annoying all about herself kind of woman and she's a kleptomaniac she's all that stuff she she is me 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 and at the end also she is completely stripped of all of herself mm-hmm. um, because she's lost everything because of one guy's decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and she loses a relationship she had with her sister. She loses relationships with everyone. Um she loses and her husband. She uh, he dies, <laughs> and and um and and but but think like that last in the final episode Schrader. she called a sack Schrader. <laughs> emphasis on sack and oh, and, yeah. and and he like like when after he dies she calls Skyler and and she's she is completely different she's like monotone she's like lost mm-hmm. right she's gone and 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 that's the same for for skylar when she has the conversation with walt in the final episode completely different character than the skylar we meet at the beginning completely different and and maybe maybe you know junior has a lot less to do here but <laughs> but at the end of the day like he went from having breakfast with his family to having breakfast alone. That's his arc. Oh, what shit. Arc. Breakfast by himself. No, I'm gotta, just You've got to get Walt Jr.'s bacon. Right. <laughs> Super important. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, man, every character changed. And, and that's why the show, I think, is so easy to connect to because you're watching – you want to think that it happens really slowly, but when you binge it, like the way I have recently, it doesn't happen as slow as you remember it happening. It it feels gradual and, and it is gradual, but it's also really rapid because you you have, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it would be marked by key moments. Like exactly rather than a gradation, it's literally jumps. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. because it comes down to like him making a decision that he wouldn't have made before. And that one has like huge ramifications. Exactly. Like one of the one of the biggest is uh, he's out of the game. He, he hasn't cooked in a while. He's saying he's not going to cook again. And then he goes to the hardware store because he's fixing up his house. Yeah. And and he runs into that meth head who's trying to, you know, he tells him how to do it and then when the guy runs away he follows him out to the rv and he goes get out of my territory like all of a sudden this guy who what was like you believe he was okay with kind of giving it up yeah and then all of a sudden no 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 i'm in and i'm i'm gonna be bigger than i was and uh and then like to to contrast that 
that first moment where he's in the car with Jesse after a deal with Tuco and he says, you know, all I need is $737,000 and I'm out. Like, that's what I need. And then you contrast that with season five when Jesse's like, look, we have an opportunity to make $5 million. We just have to sell the methylamine and we get out and that's $5 million. And Walt says, uh, he says something like, are, are you in the meth business or are you in the money business? And Walt says, I'm not an either. I'm in the empire yeah, business. Empire business. Right? Like that's a different character. Yeah. He changes completely. And, and it, nobody needs me to talk about Walt's change. It's obvious. But, but the point is like – you get that from every character and 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 when you watch El Camino by the end of it i mean that character is a completely different character yep. than he had ever been even in the finale so um so all that said uh El Camino continues great storytelling continues great character arcs and uh just continues great characters. And, and if you love the characters, then watch it. It's great. Um, I want to close it out by just pointing out something weird. Um, well, one, I'll, I'll say this thematically. It's, it's nice that for a character who had no agency of his own for the run of breaking bad and justifiably so as it's Walter White's story. Um, it's nice that giving Jesse Pinkman a spinoff just narratively and subjectively, allows him allows it to be about him for once because it literally mm-hmm. is a whole different thing. You're, you're not seeing him through the prism of Walter White anymore. And so just yeah. the idea that just on a thematic level, that's kind of, you know, nice. Yeah. Also, um, I was, so when we were watching it and he goes to the vacuum store and there's Robert Forster. I remember thinking, I thought Robert Forster died like a year ago. And I was like, no, oh, wow. They mu- yeah. I was like, oh, wow. They must have shot this like before that happened. And then like, I was just sort of went about my merry way. And then the next morning I read Robert Forster dies yeah. Friday night. I was like, holy shit. Like the same you time. <gasps> yeah. Connor, I, 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 was was sitting there, I was sitting there thinking about <laughs> his death. And then I was like. And then the next morning, it's like Robert, like I saw James Gunn, like talking about Robert Forrest. And I was like, that's weird for him to talk about Robert Forrest. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Connor, you have to go to bed thinking about someone's death, like who really, really deserves it. Okay. Like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you're going to wake up. I think he died like a year ago and I you're going to go to sleep, wake up. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Connor has the ability to kill people. Yeah, I just have to forget that they were alive to begin with. <laughs> that means, oh, that means just insignificant people are going to die. I know. Oh, yeah, this is going to backfire. Oh, oh no. Um, oh. But yeah, it was uh, It was kind of... Can you think about the Fast and Furious franchise for a little while? <laughs> oh, I forgot that existed. <laughs> it doesn't Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's canceled. <laughs> can we give the Fast and the Furious franchise? Can we sacrifice it in order to resurrect Paul Walker? <laughs> sure. Okay. He would come back and Kel- be like, "No, Kel- I, died. I didn't have to do any more of these movies." Yeah. What? What is my purpose now? <laughs> All right. Um, that's that's. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta run. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I would I will watch this again because um, I do think whenever I see movies like this and I tend to be weird about the structure, it, it was the same thing with Infinity War. It was like I, I, I know I liked it, but I had a weird feeling about how it how it unfolded. But I couldn't think of one thing that I would do to improve my viewing experience. And then like upon subsequent viewings, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this. Yeah, it's yeah. the same sort of thing here where it's just like this this structure and this treatment of the material will will warrant and reward multiple viewings, um, especially if you I, I know I, I want to I was I went and got and found the podcast, you know, um, while you were describing it, Dustin. And and I want to go I already wanted to go back through the series um, and now I have like a lot of reasons to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and also just um, kind of get on board with Better Call Saul uh, again. And, and find a way to uh, get current with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a little pitch for Better Call Saul really quick. Better Call Saul, if you have not been watching, because there's a lot of people who have dropped off. And, you know, I cut cable uh, cord a long time ago. Um, so I end up just buying the episodes like on iTunes or Amazon or whatever. Um, but, I mean, you can obviously wait a year and watch them on Netflix or whatever. But but the case is um, uh, th- this is a show that is a little bit – it moves a little slower than Breaking Bad. Its intentions are not quite as clear. It, um, I mean, you know where, where, where Saul ends up, but these other characters, we don't. And so it's not – there's not a clear indication of where it's going to go what's going to happen. Um, and, but it feels, it, it feels enough like breaking bad to scratch the itch, but at the same time, it feels completely different in that, uh, if breaking bad is a little bit heightened, right. I mean, a dude's face blows off and he still walks out of a room to straighten his tie. Like, like it's a little heightened. Um, better call Saul is very much slice of life. There's nothing that happens on that show that feels implausible or heightened. It just feels like a dude's life. And it's, sort of like an exercise in watching um, a, a dude consistently disappointed by everybody around him and um, and what that does over time and 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 disappointing himself right he has grand dreams and he can't reach them and um, and the show is uh, a lot of fun to watch and I will say this on rewatching Breaking Bad it flavors that very differently um, th- the show takes on a new way because because Saul was never a huge part of Breaking Bad like you remember him for sure and he steals yeah. all the scenes he's in but he's really not a huge he, like in terms of like actual screen time, probably not a lot. Right. And so, um, so now to, to have as much backstory on him as, as we do to know like, Oh, this guy, Jimmy McGill becomes Saul Goodman. It, it flavors breaking bad in a really, really interesting way. And, uh, to watch him form relationships with Huel or whoever, it, it just really flavors things and, and sets up this really tragic fall because all of these characters that he loves and cares about in this, in his show, aren't around in breaking bad. Right. So it's like, I, I just know I'm, I'm setting myself up for heartbreak because I'm going to root for this guy to find love and to, you know, re like reignite a relationship with his brother that he so desperately needs and longs for, but they're not around. So something's going to happen and it's not going to be great. Um, and just waiting for that is a lot of fun. So, uh, so that's my pitch for better call. Saul. I think it's, it's still definitely worth watching. And I will say too, 
Better Call Saul has flash forwards. Every se- every series, yeah. sorry, every season starts with a flash forward. And so we don't know where it's going. It's going somewhere. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it ever links up with El Camino or whatever. But the point is, like, it's it's going somewhere. And uh, so you're getting a little bit of closure with Saul Goodman, too, because the last time we see Saul Goodman, I don't believe is actually in Felina, the finale. It's, not. it's in the episode prior. Yeah. Um, so this gives us a little more closure with him as well. So uh, giving closure to these other characters is something that they do well. They've proven that. And uh, and so I'm really eager to see where Better Call Saul goes. Um, this is his fifth season that it's going into now. They just wrapped. Um, it should probably premiere next year sometime. Um, they have not said it's the final season, but it would be weird for that to get six seasons and Breaking Bad only five. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So anyway, uh, if you're not watching it, I, I highly recommend it. The first four seasons I believe all four are on Netflix, so it's easy to catch up on. Absolutely. Cool. Guys, thanks for coming. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks for having us. Yep. Woo. All right. That's going to be it. Uh, What are we – so, Dustin, are you off next week? Yeah, next couple weeks. Next couple weeks. Okay, so – uh, Kellen, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you want to ever want, if you want to pop on one of those weeks with me, I'll totally have you. Um, I've been falling so far behind with the stuff in the theaters. I haven't seen Ad Astra. I don't have anything I to talk about in the theaters either. I haven't seen Joker. Have I you, have seen. you, have you seen, um, the haunting of Hill house? Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm going through it now. So, um, wait, I, I could have sworn that we talked about it. We talked about black mirror. Um, Mm. okay. Yeah. I watched all of that. All right. Well, you know, by either next week or the week after I'll, I will have finished that. So I'd love to love to get your thoughts on it. Cause if we spoke about it, I have zero memory of it. Um, So weird. I I could have sworn I had a long drawn out conversation about that with somebody, but well, that's really creepy, you know, because it wasn't me. (laughs) It was the ghost. (laughs) It was the haunting of the Hill House. Hunting the, the hooping of Um, Hill House, whatever. Okay, well, most so yeah. I, the reason why I'm screwed is uh, other than that is uh, I'm also not watching any narrative shows right now. <laughs> I, I've fallen back down my um, uh, Great British Bake Off. <laughs> uh, a whole, a whole. I'm trying to get caught up. Man, that show's so good. You should end this podcast now because I'm going to start talking about the Bake Off. <laughs> I, I, I will. Um, at some point, I'll talk about Handmaid's Tale too because I'm all caught up on on that show. So, Dusta, have you seen that, Kellen? I am. I haven't watched this entire last season. I, okay. It's too dreadful. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, those are a couple things we can talk about if you want. Um, anyway, that's that's kind of what's going on with me. Um, uh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's, let's let's get out of here. Um, I'll see y'all. We'll talk. We'll talk again soon. All right. Woo. Bye bye.